<laughs> Go. Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... I still deal with depression. I mean, I'm happy about the things that being fitter has allowed me to do. You know, I'm writing a book, Unhappy at Any Size. I mean, because you can be happy at any size or you can be unhappy at any size. You have to make that peace from within. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to the show. It is indeed the Running With Jake podcast. I am, in fact, the host, Jake Lowe, and this is your place for another weekly dose of running motivation. That boost, that pick-me-up that we all need. We're here, we're alive, we're ready to go. Wherever you are listening to the show right now, it's great to have your company. We have another stonking show lined up for you. Got an awesome guest. She's going to motivate your socks off. She is a... She's super motivating. I don't actually know how to define her. This is this is a tricky one. Can I just say she's a great person? You've got to stick around and listen to the show. She is a great person. She's a great person. Can I say that? You can say that. Of course you can say that. She's a great person. And, you know, she's got a story that's really inspirational. I think um, some people would start at her starting point where she was at and not get to the point where she is now. So I think I think she's got an amazing story. I really do. And she's, what's more, she's a real-life pastor as well. And I'm not talking like, you know, spaghetti or whatever. Like a pastor. 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 A pastor. She's a pastor. Yes, you're right. A pastor rather than a pastor, um, <laughs> which is a which is a, a definite distinction. Um, and speaking of pastors and uh, pastors, um, nuns. Um, uh, are you going to tell us your nun story today? Because what nun story? Oh no, I'd no, love to hear the no. nun story. Love to hear the nun story. Look, I'll tell you about that another time. I will tell you about the nun story. We 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 have mentioned this before on a previous episode, and I, yeah, will, we have, I will yeah. tell you about the nun story. I can't believe I haven't told you about the nun story. I can't believe I haven't done I that. But I, I, I will tell you about the nun story. Just not today. Promise to absolutely tell me about the nun story. Uh, you did say that we are your um, weekly dose of running motivation. We are absolutely yes. And before I'm going to let people into the little the little uh, the secret that's going on here. Before we started, you said, "Mate, you may have to pick me up." I I am knackered. <laughs> I'm done in. I'm, I'm you, you during lockdown three in the UK have been to Winchester. No, shh. You've been to Winchester in the car, and now you're tired because you've driven back from Winchester. <sighs> Is that against the law? I don't know. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Look, I raced back, legally raced back for you, for the show, for the great of the show, for the good of the show. Um, yeah, well, Ma- Martina, she, she had to visit a hospital, a veterinary practice in Winchester, or just outside of Winchester, so we, we, ha- we had to go. I mean, she's, she's classed as a key worker, so we had to go. I'm a key... Driver. Like, <laughs> podcast host not, slash driver you're not, you're, you're slash... key driver. Making sure Martina doesn't kill herself on the road. <laughs> Honestly, have you seen her drive? And on the motorway, it's not good. Mate, I've seen the Italians drive. I know what it's like. Honestly, I've been on holiday over there. I've seen them. She's one. Of, she's one of them. So you know, I'm glad you drove. I really am. To be honest, it was pretty much an in and out type mission. Anyway, we're just purely there for like reconnaissance. That's all it was. <laughs> just to go in, check the situation out, extraction point, rendezvous. Right, back out. Yeah, back yeah. to Bristol we come. But it, man, it wipes you out. I tell you. I can't, and do you know the thing? I, I think that doesn't help as well. Mm. And people listening to this that spend a lot of time working from home, home will probably get this. And if you spend a lot of time in the car, I know people are doing this less and less at the moment sure man sat down all the time and your hips flexed it's nogged for your lower back your glutes go to sleep <laughs> it's just terrible for you it's terrible for you in fact i invested a couple of weeks ago in this swanky new extension of my desk it is indeed 
a height adjustable desk. I love it. It's attachment that I got. The problem with the uh, adjustable desk is um, obviously you you've always been sat down, and then the other week you did the show standing up, and it sounded rubbish. So we've now we've now made a uh, decision <laughs> that you need to sit down whilst doing the show <laughs> because if you stand up for some reason, there's a bit of an echo. As you'll hear in two episodes ago, it sounded rubbish. It changes the acoustics. <laughs> Who would know that happened? But it did. So you can't even use your swanky desk stuff. But I have noticed you've got another swanky bit of kit there. What is that? What is... Do you want to see this? Do you want to see this? I messaged you about this. This is my new toy. That looks extraterrestrial. What is it? (laughs) Check that bad boy out. That is... is Hang on, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Whoa. That's what I'm talking about right there. There we go. Take that off there. Stop it. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, God. That feels... Beautiful. I appreciate we can see each other oh. on the screen. I can see what's going on um, with oh, that man. funny vibrating noise. Actually, wrong word. Uh. With that funny noise and <laughs> with the sound that you're making there. Uh, listeners to the podcast don't have, obviously, the video. Do you want to explain oh, what, it, what it, it just is? feels... So, uh, just one second. Just a few <laughs> more seconds. Honestly. It's my uh, it's my new massage gun. I've... I've <laughs> <laughs> I, I I bit the bullet. Right. I put down the cash. I bought one. These are all the rage at the moment. I'm telling you, these are so popular. Massage guns. And I did think, mm. I thought, well, is this like a little bit of a fad, you know, with the yeah. massage gun? Yes, if you go and see a sports therapist, that's really helpful, especially if you, you know, running lots, sitting down lots, driving lots, just not good. That Those muscular imbalances, you get tight muscles. I've got some foam rollers, as you know, which is really good to kind of iron out your lumps and bumps. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to get this, add this mm. to the box of tricks. I love it. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. love it. It's, oh, that Pete, is... you got to try it. Right? Stop, oh, man, oh, I mean, that stop, just stop feels that. like... Stop, honestly. That? I've seen that in films, I have. Seriously, I've seen oh, things like that. This is definitely going to be your weekly dose of running motivation. Stick around. We've got a great show lined up for you. A really <laughs> inspirational guest. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Pete, you got to try this. You've got to try this. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast. It gives me great pleasure to introduce today's guest, all the way from Pittsburgh, USA. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Ing, hello. How are you today? I am very well. I'm a little fangirly and starstruck being here with you, but I'm very thankful. Do you, do you know this is great because well. we have people on our show. Obviously, you, you, you're a you're a big fan of the show. You listen to lots of the show, the, the episodes, and we have different people on, different experts. We have real runners with real stories, and sometimes when we get people on the show, they're not always so familiar with our show, particularly in, in the far corners of the globe. You are a proper fan of the show. There's no question there. You've 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 put in your question for hashtag Ask Jake. We answered that for you on on a previous episode. You you go out of your way to message both myself and Pete just to give us a bit of feedback and support on the show and love, which is just it's amazing. So it's great to chat to you. Well, I wanted to walk a fine line. I didn't want you to think I was a stalker or anything like that. But so so I try to I try to walk a fine line. But that's one thing that's that's quite uh, intimidating about being on here because. Because I love your guests. You have, I mean, I think about like James Hester and Chris Hillier, and I love your times with Joe and that Marvin dude. I mean, everybody, you really have some people who've really inspired me to get back into running. And my running, I'm very slow. I call it lumbering. 
but um, you have really uh, helped me to be continuously inspired. But I limit myself. It's a reward. I listen while I'm running. And so that's motivated me to keep to keep out there running. So I do listen, and then I listen while I do my morning little workout strength training. You're part of the family, and it's great to have you on. I do want to say from the outset, though, I do apologize if I call you Mr. Pete or Mr. Jake. That's just kind of what we do. I'm a children's librarian, and that, so I'm Miss Eng, you know, and it's just so weird. It just becomes part of the culture. So Mr. Pete, Mr. Jake. I'm happy with that. You know, we've been called many things uh, far less respectful than that, so quite <laughs> happy to go we can go with mr jake and mr pete that is not a problem well it's a pleasure to okay. have miss ing on today tell me what's going on in pittsburgh at the moment what what does your life look like because it's all a bit crazy in the world as we know we, we've obviously exchanged a few messages you're a children's librarian you're a pastor as well so you're busy a busy lady and spinning quite a few plates what, what's going on over there are you well i'm doing fairly well uh we are a very divided country at this time um And so it is, there is a lot of negativity, there's a lot of division, but uh, many of us are just trying to work, uh, you know, where we are, do what we can where we are, um, and spread that kind of joy and try to be um, as positive as we can. One of the things that I've actually used a lot of your um, guests and and whatnot on here as uh, to encourage other people, when you talk about, when you've talked to some of your runners, and you've shared the importance of staying close to home and running and doing the right thing. I have to tell you, sadly, in in the United States, we sort of have a, a cowboy mentality where you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to you're not going to do this. It would not even occur. Like the woman who said, like she had to limit her time because she had to run, but she also had to walk her dogs. It wouldn't even occur to many people here in the United States to do. So it's unfortunate, but but we're moving forward. We're trying. You know, um, so it's a little rough and we are, um, we're, we limit what we're, when we're open to the public. I'm like a children's librarian. We are used to having a lot of people in this library. Uh, some of our programs that we do every day would have up to a hundred people in them. And so it's very hard. Now we've gone all virtual. The first week we were in lockdown, uh, I said, well, let's just try to do it on the internet. So we did it on Facebook and that's what we've been doing. So we do live shows and live dance parties, live story times, <laughs> live math classes. So that's what we're doing. For I it. mean, that's amazing, isn't it? It's interesting what you say about um, kind of the situation over there and, and almost a bit of a free-for-all. We, we had a, a guy on the, the show recently from, from Florida and he was saying it's almost like a little bit kind of Wild West and people, maybe not, of course, everybody, but maybe not, abiding by the rules that perhaps they should abide by and as you say you know can't tell me what to do type attitude and it's a tricky situation I think yes when I heard him I was running I was running right down this main street here and I'm shaking my head while I'm running and I'm like he said it absolutely correctly that's that's kind of the way that it is um, but there's a British I can't remember his name James Coburn I think is his name he's a, he's a um, he's on one of our late night shows here and he gave a wonderful interview in which he said, and he, he's British, you know, and he gave a wonderful interview. He said, America is sort of in its teenage years. And so you're sort of rebellious and you're sort of embracing what you need to do, but occasionally you just have to, you know, get it out there and be cranky. 
And so I like I thought that was a very generous description. So we're kind of in our cranky teenage well, years. I read that well, it's interesting that we we touch on emotions there because we all experience different emotions. I know you certainly have through your journey, and and you know for the listen to the show, we have so many people on sharing their stories and and their ongoing journey. I think that's significant. You know, do we ever reach the destination? You know, we think we're over the hill, and actually now we're feeling good. We're motivated to run, for example. Then all of a sudden we're hit by something else, and the motivation drops off. It could be injury. It could be lockdown, COVID, whatever. So where does running fit into your life? What relationship do you have with, with running? And, and where did it start for you? Have you been running many years? For most of my life, I've battled uh, my weight. Uh, my weight has always been an issue. I have this whole disordered eating thing going on. Um, and on January, I'll never forget, it was Christmas right before um, 2014. And I was asking my cousin, we were at this dinner thing, and I'm like, dude, can you put the garbage out for me? I can't physically do it anymore because I do all my energy at work. I was 338 pounds. And that January 1st, I got a scale. I joined um, this Weight Watchers online. And it took me two years, almost two years, that I lost 200 pounds. And... um, and I did part of that. The first 80 pounds, I did not do the combination of exercise and eating right because I physically couldn't exercise, you know. Um, and that's what I tell people. If you have to lose a lot, give yourself a little grace, back off, work on one thing at a time. Because so often we jump into something, we try to do too much. And that's where we we can't, we're human. You know, we have to give ourselves the grace that we give those whom we love. And we, and we have to, to back off and, and say, we're taking this one thing at a time. And that's what I did. So when I got down to about, when I'd lost about 100 pounds and didn't have diabetes anymore, I started running uh, with a couch to 5k program, Pete. Um, and yeah, yeah, snap. Was, yeah, it was wonderful. And I couldn't believe how mentally well it made me feel. I couldn't believe, I still, again, I'm very slow. I call it lumbering. Everybody knows there goes missing on her lumbering down the road with her pink hat, you know. Um, but but I enjoy it. I, try, I run six days a week. Now, I did this uh, for a very, my weight loss journey was tough because I am sort of in a, for our small town, I'm in a public kind of position. I'm a pastor, so, you know, I do like weddings and funerals and up there on Sundays in different places. So people know me on site and you wouldn't believe the comments. And I know they mean well, but along with the, oh, you look great, you know, I would get things like, um, boy, you were really fat. You're not going to put that weight back on, are you? You know, and how much did you eat? And you're not going to put it back on, you know? And so it was this intense pressure. Um, And I did, I, you know, I lost, I was going to be 138 pounds. That was my goal. And I got to 138 pounds. And then I thought, well, I'm going to be 135 pounds. I got to that. And then 130 and I got to that. And I got all the way down to 115, which was not good for me. And I was losing my hair and I was losing my nails and I wasn't in a good emotional place. You know, Um, I went to my doctor and I don't like to rip on him, but he said, but hey, you're high school girl skinny. Why are you worried? You know, and I thought, dude, (laughs) I might be high school girl skinny, maybe, but I am not well. So I kept looking Mm. until I could get some help. And um uh, you know, it's hard. And I think it was uh, your guest, James Hester, who talked, who touched on this about when you're getting this encouragement about um, how well you're doing and how great you're doing, but you might not be doing so well in, in, 
emotionally. Um, and so it's important to keep that in check and have an important um, understanding of what motivates you and supportive people around you. Um, so then I, I was encouraged to put a little bit more back on. I did. I was still running. And then I fell. Okay. So I couldn't run. But here's the thing about my fall. I didn't get injured, but I fell in front of my apartment building when it was having a new roof put on and all the roofers saw me fall and they were very sweet and they were all like hey are you okay lady but I was so embarrassed that I gave up running for a while and it was horrible so I it was an injury to my soul that uh, made me stop running and um, I was doing like elliptical and things like that but nothing gave me that love of running again and it was actually last year uh, in January when I began running again. So for a year, you know, I've been again and, and you've been such an encouragement and I run six days a week and and I don't miss a day and and I, I absolutely love it. You mentioned the fall and the fact it didn't injure you, thankfully, physically, but often it's the, it's the emotional injuries, if we can refer to them as that, label them as that, that are sometimes hard to recover from. So the comments that people made to you that they made in 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 you know, in, in, in kind, in their mind, you know, um, but actually when you're feeling yes. something inside, you're feeling it inside and that's the reality. And sometimes that can take quite a while to heal and, 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 and overcome. Would you agree? You know, rather than an ankle sprain, for example, it can, it can have lasting effects. Yes, because there really isn't a routine that you can do. You can't ice, you know, you can't put heat on, on mm. the feelings and, and those kinds of physical things that we can do and check off. So that, and I love that, that part about you because you guys always talk about how the mental side of running is so important. When you start to, to read between the lines and, and, and scratch below the surface, that running really is just a vehicle for so many of us. It's a vehicle to achieve certain things. And do you know what? If I couldn't run one day, Ing, I would still want the same feelings that running gave me. I'd just find another vehicle you know and that's i think everybody would do the same okay you you, you do the bear with a sore head thing if something's taken away from you and once you're over that hill and you've you can shift the focus then you can start to look at things kind of be pragmatic and go okay i, I can't do that what can i do i think what's hard you know right. with, when i speak to people like yourself that have such a an amazing story i mean 200 pounds 90 kilos over the time that you lost that is incredible what strikes me about things like that, situations like that, is you can't hide that change. You know, if you've got a change going on inside, I don't know, whatever change you've decided to make and work on yourself, be it positive or negative, whatever, you can kind of hide that. You, you, but you can't hide the change when you're walking through through the town and people are seeing you and say, hey, Ing, you know, don't put the weight back on. You're not going to put the weight back on, are you? You can't hide away from that. That's really difficult. And and, and mm. one of the most difficult things uh, I think is in the position that I'm in in my you know professions, a lot of younger people of size and older people of size had confided in me that they kind of looked to me before when I was heavier as sort of an inspiration. Like here's somebody who well, I don't know why, but here's somebody who goes out and she preaches or she dances or whatever, and she weighs this much but now she's one of the skinny people. And, and it made them want to like, oh my gosh, like you wouldn't believe that the people who ask like, well, can, what are your diet secrets and what's this and what's that? 
And so what I want to convey to everybody, and every time I, I do like a session with kids, every time I do a session in a senior citizen's homes, because I do a lot of stuff there, I ask them to do this, and it's silly. But I say, take your hand and kiss your beautiful brain and kiss your loving heart full of kindness because you have beautiful hearts and beautiful brains, wonderful gifts, and then look in the mirror, look in the hmm. mirror. And say, hey, good looking, because you're all good looking just the way yins are. Yins is a Pittsburgh <laughs> thing. Um, and we say yins instead of y'all. But but because I want them to know that they, they are beautiful just the way they are. Am I any happier now? No, I'm not any happy. I'm, I'm still, you know, I still deal with depression. I mean, I'm happy about the things that being thinner uh, and and not necessarily being thinner, but being fitter has allowed me to do. Um, but... Uh, you know, I'm writing a book, unhappy at any size. I mean, because you can be happy at any size or you could be unhappy at any size. You have to make that peace from within. Now, when I went on my weight loss journey, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't do it for myself. They always say, do it for yourself. I tried it. I've done the yo-yo diets forever. I did it for my mom. She, my dad had died. I had to move back home and care for her. So I did it for her for a while because I didn't like myself at all at 338 pounds. And then suddenly... It became more about self-care so that I could serve in the best way that I can. Uh, and that intrinsic motivation, which we've touched on before in on episodes, is, I don't know whether it's more powerful, it depends how you define powerful in my mind, but it's it, it, it stands a greater chance of being long-lasting because it's coming from within and it, it is for you and you really resonate strongly with it, it connects with you and you can't escape it because it's inside you all the time. Right. That's that intrinsic motivation right. to achieve something. And I think and this kind of picks up on something you said very early in the conversation that there are you didn't phrase it this way, but there are bumps in the road and it is a journey. And, and we can beat ourselves up if we, we we the motivation drops off or, you know, but it's about that persistence. And if you've got that intrinsic motivation, you're more likely to stay on track when the going gets tough when there's lockdown and there's yes. homeschooling is a big thing over in, in in the UK at the moment. You know, a lot of parents don't have as much time as they used to have because the kids are at home. They're having to home home, home, home teach, homeschool, which is obviously taking up a lot of time, a lot of pressure. So it's it's how you kind of navigate through that and, and not drift off and focusing on other things. You know, what does focus stands for? It stands for follow one course of action until success. And if you've got that I love that, that inside you that right that's that's my target i think that's more likely i think that's more likely to happen i love that that's another jakerism that i can use because there's so many of them you know that that, <laughs> that uh like the crossword countdown you know i have all these little things um that, that have helped me along the way and that's something i encourage other people too is to find those those people out there because there are good people i believe in original goodness you know Heck with this original sin crap. Original goodness. <laughs> and I think that we need to tune in to one another's original goodness and, and, and celebrate that. Because when you, when you combine that, you just keep pushing out, pushing out the good. You mentioned about going too far with things. So your weight loss journey kind of took hold. You had that intrinsic motivation that started off as extrinsic through your, through your mom. And then momentum kicked in and you were on that path. You went too far. Can you? Can I ask you about that? Can you tell me about that? How, how did that happen? I, I think that what happened was perhaps some of my motivation then became more uh, outward dependent. 
because I was enjoying um, I was enjoying and yet I was intimidated by people saying you're not going to put this on you're not going to put this on and then I was enjoying the extra attention but I, I have to be honest with myself I was more like worried about disappointing people by putting it back on and when I when I took the focus like no what do you want to do um, what what do you want out of this when I took it off of myself being the one who guides that and put it on other people it wasn't fair to them it wasn't fair to me and it led to this losing focus and going a very wrong way. <laughs> um, so that, so that was hard. So again, I do think it goes back to, to your motivation and, and what your focus is. And that's the healthiest way. If, if you can tune in and, and do it intrinsically. Oh, and what was the turning point? Ing? What, at what point did you slam the brakes on? Was it, was it, was it external? Was it somebody else that kind of mentioned something? Was it a trigger? What, what happened? No, it was somebody else. It was my sweetie. And, and, and it, and it was also my mommy and and she my mother um was a very colorful person she was a lady uh, uh to very much a lady but but her language and my language is also pretty pretty sketchy my dad used to call me reverend raunch because i'm i have the filthiest mouth really i'm really watching myself but i don't take the lord's name in vain but i use every other word but um you know one day uh she said to me what the hell happened to your ass and she's like, you used to have an ass. You don't have an ass at all. That was my mom, you know. And and I I looked and she's like, she's like, honey, you you are not well. I just thought, oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But the losing the hair, like it was just, it was rough. And I was only sleeping like four hours a night. I was exercising three hours a day. Like I, I was running. I mean, which was a lot for me because I was working a full time job and a part time job. I mean, it was just. And I was only eating 800 calories a day. Wow. Uh, yeah. Counting every grape tomato, not grape, because grapes are too many calories, but grape tomatoes. <laughs> um, and, and it's hard. And, and I was ashamed of that for a while, but speaking to it um, has been empowering. And, and, and that's why I feel like people love yourself first the way you are. Try to do what you're doing for you. Um, or else it can it can end up you can end up in a bad situation for a while. Uh, uh, was yeah. there much resistance? You know, when your mom first said that to you, Ing, did you did you did you fight it? Was it kind of that you know classic denial, or, or was it was it a quick turnaround? I'm kind of all or nothing, and so I was sort of afraid. Oh my gosh, if if I put a little bit of weight back on, like if I stop running, like that'll be it. I'll just turn back into the non-exerciser. It'll just be you know like the yo-yo thing. Um, but, but I, I was, you know, I did get help because you can't always, you can't fix everything. No one can fix everything for themselves. You, you have to reach out to one another. There are wonder, everyone's gifted in different ways and there are wonderfully gifted people out there and turn to them when you need them. That's what I would say, man. Like we got to rely on each other. The bottom line is people want to help, don't they? Most people, and I'm a firm believer in this, actually want want to help it feels it feels good to help why, why would you not want to help you know you, you've got knowledge you've got an ability Absolutely. to be able to support somebody in some way why not reach out it's not always so easy for people and sometimes they're mm-hmm. kind of there's that almost like stalemate where, where nobody's willing to make the move either offer the help or ask for the help but actually if you can kind of break through that barrier there's a there's a you know there's a match made in heaven there and there's a relationship that can be built yes. and, and and good can can come from it you know do you find that as a across cultures because i know like and as you're uh 
Yes, said last week, it's a Wild West kind of mentality in America. We're very much the self-made person. Is it the same way in the UK as well? Like this independent, like I don't want no, to... I, I think as a right, nation we right. can be... I mean, it's a generalisation. I'm not sure what you think to this, Pete, but, but quite reserved, typically, as, as I suppose as nature, as, as, as culture. It's maybe not quite as easy to, to break down certain barriers. It doesn't mean that you can't, but maybe it's not, it's not quite as... People aren't quite as forthcoming as perhaps they are elsewhere in the world. Right, yeah. I think also, I think to some extent it's a generational thing because um, we're in our 40s, myself and Jake, and, you know, when we grew up, if you had, um, you know, issues that were hard to talk about, quite often you didn't. And, and you know, our parents more so um, a, a generation ago. But I think probably now... Uh, it's much more. It's much more in the fore to to speak about your problems and to reach out and um, and get help. And I think, uh, yeah. So I think I think over the generations it's changed, but you know, bit by bit by bit, and it's getting better all the time. Oh, Mr. Pete, I think that's so true. <laughs> you know, we talk about in life the pendulum yeah. saying right, left, right, left, but no, it's a spiral, and we're going up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah we are. We're yeah. going up, man. I'm, I'm concerned up. that we're going to confuse so many listeners to the, uh, of the show because Pete you've now got three names you've got producer Pete you've got Mr Pete it's Patreon yeah. Pete I, I mean yeah. where, where there's no end there's no end to your geysers I'd like to be called Mr Pete all the time please because um, because that's the that's the way forward in fact it happened to me once at a restaurant um, where I it was the first time I took my first girlfriend to a restaurant and um, when I booked in they asked for my name and I thought hey I'm cool so I said it like James <laughs> Bond. So I went, um, uh, Alan, Pete Allen. And he went, thank you very much, Mr. Pete. And I'm going, I'm going, oh, no. So it always takes me back to then, to that moment where I tried to be cool. But all night, he kept referring to me as Mr. Pete. Hello, good evening, Mr. Pete. And I'm going, oh, no. Ing, you, you, men- you mentioned about being um, not a proper runner, you know, not a fast runner. And, and what, what's the term? You, right. well, how do you label yourself? Lumber. A lumber. You're a lumberer. Lumber. You're a lumberer. I'm going lumbering. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, uh, yes. and what do you think that's down to? Why, why, why are you not comfortable saying that you're a you're a runner you know why are you not comfortable kissing your hand and, and looking in the mirror and, and telling yourself that you're a you're a runner if i can ask you that like the the preacher you never practice what you preach you know what i mean you never do you never take your own advice i don't think i think we're our toughest critics you know we're our own worst enemies but um and, and i i but but technically like i really am slow when i look at all the charts online about what i should be running like my mile is so slow like the fastest i can do is 11 minutes and i've been running for years now you know but but i do have wee little legs i mean my legs are really wee so maybe that's it i don't know what it is but but then i decided you know what because it was one of your shows that's not one of my goals to be faster one of my goals is to to run longer because i enjoy it and so that's the thing i just changed my goal instead of beating myself up after how slow i am i thought you know what that's the thing. I just changed my goal instead of beating myself up after how slow I am. I'm exactly the same. I I um I I lumber or I just kind of plod. Or, and sometimes when I'm running, I actually think to myself because I'm 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 generally quite a quick walker. But then when I run, I seem to run really, really. I feel like I'm in slow motion. I'm thinking I think I could actually probably do this quicker if I just had a brisk walk. I don't know. Oh, Mr. Pete, I'm so glad you said that because I time <laughs> myself and I actually do. I can do a like faster with the fast brisk walking, you know. But but I <laughs> wow. like how it feels. Like I love I love the 
I don't know the bounciness. Yeah, bounciness. <laughs> but I, 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 yeah. I, ha- yeah. I had this conversation yeah. with somebody yesterday. Unless you hold a world record, there is always somebody that is going to be quicker than you. Speed is purely relative. I'm a fast runner or a slow runner, depending on who I compare myself to. So guess what? I don't compare mm. myself to anybody. I just do I my thing. Ing, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you on today's show. You are... We, we shouldn't... Pete, we shouldn't really have favorites on the show. We shouldn't have favourite listeners. Can, can we just... I know, it's wrong of us too. It's wrong of us too. Can we just do it today? Can we just make Ing the fav- our favourite listener? You can you, Just do it. Okay, do it Ing, today. Do it's it official. Today. Yes, you yes. are our favourite listener. But we cannot let you go without asking you one final question. We ask all of our guests this question. This is your weekly dose of running motivation. What does the word motivation mean to you? Motivation to me means what makes you fly. What makes you want to do the best that you can with what you have at the time. And that can change. Uh, but but it's what's making you fly. Ing, I think that's awesome. I am going to steal yeah. the sign-off that you put in a message you sent me as Reverend Brunch. Have a super-ass blessed day. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope you can use some of this, and, and I feel very thankful for this time. Running with Jake, the podcast. Your weekly dose of running motivation. Out every Wednesday. Never miss an episode by subscribing now. So this is very almost the part of the show where we take one of your running-related questions in hashtag AskJake, but not quite. We're not there yet. First of all, it is time for... Wait for it, wait for it. Please put your hands together and give a warm welcome to my co-host, Patreon Pete. Off you go, mate. I'm just going to chill out here. You uh, you crack on. Uh, <laughs> beg for money. <laughs> Stop that. Stop that. Anyway, I prefer Mr. Pete, if you don't mind. Uh, Mr. Patreon Pete, we could do. No, it's, it's, it makes me sound like I'm begging, doesn't it? It makes me sound like I'm asking for money. And I'm not doing that. I'm not asking for money. All I'm asking for is anybody who's listening right now and they're thinking, God, you know, uh, Jake and Pete, they do a good job. They put the podcast together. They don't get paid anything. God, those guys, those guys are all right. And I take lots of, um, lots, lots from the content. Um, how can I repay them? All I'm doing is I just want to provide people like that a way of paying us. I'm not asking for the money. It's just the people who really want to pay, I'm facilitating them. That's all it is. I'm not asking for stuff. You know, if you feel like you would like to pay for this um, and stop us from, you know, starving and stuff like that, uh, then feel free. You can do, of course you can. Uh, be very, very much appreciated. We really do look after our patrons. Um, all you have to do is go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast and hit on the Patreon link. It's at the very top of the page. Or if you're a, a stickler for websites and stuff and you just want to go to Patreon, you can do a search for Running With Jake and we're there. So, yeah, just give us a give us whatever you want. Whatever you. I'm not asking for money. I'm not. Look, it's not, not about food. Clearly, Pete wants a massage gun. That's what it is. It's not about putting food on the table. <laughs> Stuff your kids. That's not, that's not a massage gun. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's time for hashtag Ask Jake. And Sally has asked the question, how long should she hold static stretches for after a run? 
She's very disciplined. She does stretch after her sessions, but she's kind of read a lot of stuff online and doesn't really know. It's very confusing. Do you hold it for 10 seconds? Do you hold it for like five minutes? What's the deal? Well, interestingly, with stretches, Sally, I think it's really important to focus on the muscle groups that you specifically need to stretch. So if you find, for example, that you're particularly tight in the quadriceps, the front thigh muscles, and let's say the calves, those should be your areas of focus. And I would spend more time stretching those than perhaps other parts. So to give you an idea, I would say typically a standard stretch, 30 seconds, hold it for around 30 seconds. But if you're particularly tight in certain muscle groups, then you may want to extend that to one minute, maybe even up to two minutes if time allows. I hope that helps. Get flexible. If you've got a question, then it's hashtag ask Jake. That concludes today's mixed bag of a show with massage guns and crazy pastas. I hope you have enjoyed it. <laughs> Don't forget so that you never miss an episode and you never miss Patreon Pete begging for money. Just Stop make it. sure you hit the subscribe button on the mobile app that you use to listen to the show. You will never miss an episode. And we will see you here next week for more running motivation. Oh, and one more thing. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs>